Welcome back to In This Together podcast. I have something really exciting today. I'm going to be interviewing one of my favorite best friends, Grayson Harrison. Some of y'all might know her as By Gray Media on Instagram. She shot my bridal luncheon. She shot Life Retreat, all the pictures that you're always like, how did you edit these? How did you do this? It's all by Gray Media. Uh, she is absolutely incredible. And today we're just going to kind of sit down and talk about her story with her photography business. She completely operates it herself and she has just done some incredible work all fueled by loving people and being passionate about photography and the Lord. And so I'm so excited to get to sit with my friend Gray is what we call her or Grayson, whatever you want to, but I call her Gray. And so tell us a little bit about, well, first time. Hi. And tell us a little bit about how you just like fell in love with photography or if you were even in love with photography before we even get into the business stuff, what kind of made your eye go towards it? Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you for the sweetest intro of, of my lifetime. I love you. <laughs> I love you. You're so kind to me. Um, hello, everyone. I'm Grayson, as Maya so sweetly introduced. I um, am, why do I feel like I'm giving a like job interview. <laughs> I'm 23 years old. <laughs> um, and I live in the panhandle. That's yes. actually where I was connected to Maya yes. um, through Instagram, Which believe it or not. Awesome. And yeah. that kind of sets the framework for even a lot of things in my life. It's kind of crazy how uh -huh. God truly uses things like social media and the DMs to bring people together, Praise God. Um, mm -hmm. to prompt things, to kind of Mm -hmm. initiate things and so when i moved i texted you and it actually happened to be the week of your first ever life retreat so cool like I, that is just so god it the really timeline yeah. of all of that looking uh -huh. back is just so beautiful to yeah. see how his hand was in the little details yeah um and so i texted you and this kind of this is the perfect transition for yeah how i got into photography yeah um i during this phase of my life mm -hmm. i had just moved i was living out in the middle of nowhere, kind of. Because um, you just got married, right? Yes, yeah. I had just mm -hmm. got married and we moved to my husband's, um, his family has some property like mm -hmm. out on this lake mm -hmm. in the middle of the woods, basically. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. <laughs> so fortunate to have stayed there. But as like a 21 year old uh -huh. who just graduated college and moved out there and didn't know a soul, didn't know what I was gonna do for work, uh -huh. just living in a lot of unknowns and change and all really awesome, beautiful blessings, mm -hmm. um, but still kind of just, not knowing what to do or where I was at or what I was going to do in the future and what the future was going to look like. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember during this phase, Jacob, my husband would get up, leave for work at like 6 a.m. because we were about an hour drive from anywhere in town. Mm -hmm. And I was just in the woods mm -hmm. <laughs> all day by myself all alone. Oh. And I just remember during this time feeling I had never I just think there had never been a point in my life where I'd been so slowed down like that before. Mm -hmm. um, getting engaged my senior year of college and then planning a wedding and graduating and moving and all of that all crazy had time. happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, over the past like six months or so. And it was go, go, go all the time. And then suddenly everything was just like, bam. Yeah. Um, and looking back, it's such a cool thing to see how God brought me to that point mm -hmm. and was really telling me like, you need to rest in me. You need yeah. to slow down. You need yeah. to see you don't have to, you know, be mm -hmm. with friends every single day. You don't yeah. have to be with your husband every single second. Like, that's not what it, this is going to look like. And so during that time, I really started thinking about what it was going to be that I wanted to do. And um, while I was in college, I 
always have loved photography, always have loved editing. Um, that's been something I've done just kind of as a hobby. And I think a lot of us enjoy that. I'm mm-hmm. um, just like as girls and, yeah. um, or guys, mm-hmm. um, it's very, anyone could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Instagram photos and stuff like that, like I was mm-hmm. always taking everyone's pictures. Yeah. Um, but in college, I had a little camera and I would take grad photos for my friends and oh, cool. girls and other sororities. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how I got started with photography. Mm-hmm. And I did sort of do it as like a little side hustle. Like I would yeah. charge people for it. Mm-hmm. I would like outline the session, yeah. how much time they would get during the session, how many locations, how many photos they would get back. Mm-hmm. So that was my first ever experience in doing it sort of in a job like yeah. setting did you ever think that you would do it your full for your full-time oh, career no. <laughs> I just loved it yeah and I was so. like this is so fun uh-huh. but I could never do this yeah. in a full-time career and uh-huh. we were kind of talking about this earlier but uh-huh. in college you kind of only like you're going to all these classes for your major mm-hmm. and you kind of are just in this mindset that you have to do exactly what you were going to school for yeah and you have to find a job and i mean it's amazing like they mm-hmm. outline a bunch of different things that you could do internship opportunities things like that and to like set your path yeah which is super helpful but at the same time um i was kind of just like i don't so my major was public relations yeah and i just didn't really have any specific job and like where i was moving I'm like there's not mm-hmm. a lot of agencies like i don't know what i would do exactly yeah. in pr and so I never saw photography. It like didn't exist in the same realm to me. I was like, that was just fun. Yeah. Like a great way to make some money on Mm -hmm. the side. And so, um, same with me with hats. I thought I'll just be making a few hats and that'd be my thing in college. And then God just completely redirected me. Yeah. Yeah. It's so wild. Mm -hmm. Um, flash forward, fast forward. (laughs) I guess you could say that. I don't know. (laughs) That's not a word. Fast is not a word. Flash forward. Yeah, flash Flash forward. forward. Um, A few months. And I was back in the woods. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was um, just sitting down, journaling a lot, spending a lot of time with God, really the only person (laughs) um, that I was talking to at the Uh time, and just praying about what things were going to look like, what I was going to do, what I was going to find that was my own um, in this new city, mm-hmm. in my husband's hometown, and how to just like approach all of that. Yeah. And um, I really just kept coming back to photography. I'm like, mm-hmm. I would love to do this. Yeah. And I would love to do it full time. And I don't know what it looks like yet. I don't know exactly who I would market mm-hmm. towards. I don't know a single soul here. Like yeah. I don't have any clients. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really would love to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I kind of thought about for probably over a month and mm-hmm. just never voiced I never told anyone I didn't even tell my husband yeah because I'm just like I don't know like Uh that's not the traditional path like that's not what everyone here does like Mm -hmm. I don't know what that would actually look like and um a lot of that was just fear holding me back from even just admitting it yeah like admitting that that's something that I would want to do because that's your heart desire yeah because Mm -hmm. I'm was so worried about the potential of failing or like what would people think you know if I start this Instagram page and Mm -hmm. my work isn't even good and I don't even have a portfolio and how do I start charging money? And that's things I'm sure we'll get into sort of later on. Uh Um, But fear definitely held me back for a while and discouraged me a lot Mm -hmm. during that time. Mm -hmm. And so I think I finally got to a point, it was probably like a month after I had moved. I'm like, you know what? Um, I just need to tell, I need to tell Jacob. That was the first person Mm -hmm. I told him and 
once I had told one person, I was like, okay, I can do this. And obviously yeah. he's amazing and so supportive. And he mm-hmm. was like, I think that's awesome. I think you should go for it. Uh-huh. Um, and so he really encouraged me. And just that little bit of encouragement sort of propelled me to yeah. even reach out to you. And yeah. so now we're back to <laughs> 10 minute detour to what <laughs> no, I was trying to say. No, that's great. Earlier. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Um, but I had seen on Instagram mm-hmm. that you were hosting Life Retreat for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I just remember being like, okay, well, one, I really want to meet this girl. Mm -hmm. I would love to just like help out or volunteer. Mm -hmm. If there's anything I can do, Mm -hmm. I need friends. And I would love to be a part of this. It sounds incredible. And then two, I'm like, I'm starting this business. Um, I wonder if she has a photographer or someone coming to like take photos. I'm sure it's going to be beautiful. It's Mm -hmm. at the beach. Like I know a big group of girls like loves photos. Uh So I'm like good thinking through all these things. And so finally I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to reach out. Uh And I sent her a text Uh and you were so, same thing. You replied probably a few minutes later and Uh just so willing and kind. And you were like, I think it was during COVID. And so you were like, you would have to get COVID tested. I said, you have to have a COVID test or show me your vaccination. Yes. Because of, that's what we had to do for the first life yes. retreat. And then I think she said, I got it. I'll yeah. be there. And I was like, perfect. Which was perfect because I, it's so funny how she's like, you know, girls are probably like love photographer. I didn't even think about having a photographer there. Like I had no one lined up. I didn't. I yeah. had no one lined up. And I mean, obviously you were coming really just like enjoy it, help out. And then you're also coming like take pictures. And I was just like, wow. And what a blessing that was because I had not even thought of that, but it was so cool how God had put that on your heart to reach out. And then now I look back on those pictures. Like I had texted in our group chat the other day, like I look back on those pictures and I'm like, wow, like I missed that. Like, wow, that was such a beautiful moment. And Mm -hmm. so it was so cool how like generous you were with your giftings, like your Mm -hmm. gifting of photography, you know? to come and to be like, you know what, like, I'm going to use this to like take pictures of this. And like, it was so, it's so cool. Just like seeing that gifting, like being so beneficial for somebody else too, and seeing someone so generous with that gifting. Mm -hmm. And you said that people were really encouraging, like Jacob was super encouraging. Did you face anyone who was kind of like discouraging whenever you kind of were starting to get everything built up and all like, did you have any discouragement kind of early days or how did you kind of handle that? Cause I know that some, like not everyone maybe has people who are like really encouraging yeah. of them. So how, and sometimes you'll have a lot of encouraging people. And I know that for me, like, and you'll have one discouraging comment and then it just like throws you off track, you know? Absolutely. So how'd you kind of handle that maybe in early days or maybe it was later days of the photography business? Yeah. Well, I think that's inevitable. Yeah. There's always, I mean, it's such a blessing to have people who are you know, on board with you and what Mm -hmm. you want to do. But it's inevitable that people are going to give their opinions and or people are not going to like what you do and not like your work. And so I definitely have experienced that. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it, it kind of is what you make of it. Yeah, it only has power if you let it have power. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's a lot easier said than done. Mm -hmm. Um, But there were definitely voices when I started who are kind of just like, okay, like, dear thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, I would be lying if I said that didn't like set me back or discourage me or like make me not want to reach out to another person Um, because it definitely did because I let it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think also with social media, putting yourself out there, Mm -hmm. you know, creating a new page, posting your work Mm -hmm. and stuff like that is a very vulnerable thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, seemingly, but in reality, it's like, 
I think I just had to learn. You get thicker skin and you're like, it's mm-hmm. not that serious. Yeah. Like if it's something you really enjoy, mm-hmm. you feel a lot of joy doing, mm-hmm. you know, other people are enjoying it and benefiting from yeah. those memories and whatnot, then like why waste yeah. any of that energy on letting someone else discourage you from going for it and so like I said that is a lot easier said than done but I think I didn't let myself sit in the thought of like oh Mm -hmm. you know this person probably came across this page and Mm -hmm. like laughed at it today Mm -hmm. and um mainly because I had been sitting in a discouraging place for about a month yeah and I was like I just need to get out of this yeah and um it wasn't the business or starting or Um, people saying yes to me that got me out of it. Ultimately, it was just redirecting what my heart and vision for even doing that was and what my purpose was. And ultimately, it was just to find joy in simple moments, find joy in other people's moments and to bring that out and um, put it into memories that they can hold on to forever. And I think as long as you keep that mindset at the root of what you're doing, it makes it a lot easier to not look at those discouraging things or even like let your mind get to a place of discouragement. Yeah, Um, that's so good. But it's easier said than done. It is. I think it's so interesting too, because I feel like I really have felt that a lot, Mm -hmm. like just like recently, whenever we're going through a rebrand and all this stuff and I realized, and I kind of had like this realization that we want so badly to be liked by everyone. Yeah. Like we want our outfit to be liked by every single person. We want our words to be like resonated and liked by so many people that sometimes we alter the things that we want to do just for people. And so I think what's so important is like realizing like with like my business, with your business, Mm -hmm. with whatever business maybe is on your heart, like it's not, doesn't have to be for everyone, you know, like whenever you try and be for everyone, you lose a lot of yourself and you lose a lot of also the, the gospel and the things, Mm -hmm. um, because if not, everyone's going to agree with the gospel, not Mm -hmm. everyone's going to agree with what it is that you're saying. And so I just think that it's really, it's something that I've like really noticed in my own life. And I think that definitely being an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. really brings that out. You really have to realize that like, I'm not doing this for everybody, you Mm -hmm. know, like I am doing this because God put it on my heart and I hope that it reaches everyone. I pray that it reaches everyone, but if it doesn't, I'm okay when it reaches that one, you know, and because Mm -hmm. of that one is receiving the truth. And that's so important. Like that one is receiving this joyful memory and a a photo, you know, like it's, it's all about like the one, you know, like not trying to please everyone. So I think that's really cool. So So now we've spoiled that you have a a photography business. Uh. So uh, how did you kind of get there? So you shot life retreat, which was absolutely incredible. She did an amazing job. Go back and look at those pictures. Well, you're sweet. Earlier when you were talking about it, I didn't want to interrupt you, (laughs) but seriously, you saying yes, to my yes to Uh photography opened up so many doors. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge encouragement Mm -hmm. in my life just to go for it. Cause that was really like my first anything that I did locally Mm -hmm. in that area. And you didn't know me. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if we said that, but we hadn't met yet. Like she had only received that huge DM from me (laughs) and we had never met before. And so Maya's yes to my kind of just like out there craziness, Mm -hmm. um, has to this day i mean we're sitting here together um it's so cool to see how far one little yes can take Mm -hmm. you and so that kind of opened the door um after life retreat just even apart from like potential clients it kind of just motivated me and like Mm -hmm. lit a fire on me because also what i was taking photos of it wasn't just like 
some random thing like it was mm. something with purpose it was something photos that told a story yeah and i think a big part of photography that isn't really probably as noticed um, when you're thinking about photography as a business is the experience that you're giving your clients and you're giving people when you're taking the photos mm -hmm. um, i think experience plays the biggest role in the turnout of the images and when you're photographing an event like life retreat which mm -hmm. is so fun and it's such a great experience already mm -hmm obviously the photos look amazing and so fun and beautiful mm -hmm. because that's reflecting what was actually happening in the moment. Yeah. Um, and so when I started to sort of focus in, actually start booking clients for more just like standard shoots that yeah. were just like fun, awesome events, <laughs> um, I kind of had to check myself and be like, okay, I am giving this person this experience. Yeah. I'm making this person feel comfortable. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I am helping this person not feel awkward in front of the camera. Like mm -hmm. no one just automatically feels natural in front of a huge camera with yeah. someone you've never, never met before. Mm -hmm. Um, or it's like you and your fiance and you're like, Oh, <sighs> you know, there's so many elements yeah. that make it awkward. Or it's like a family and the mom's really nervous about her kids yeah. misbehaving and it not being a good experience. And I think, when I started, I really had to evaluate what experience I was going to give the client so and cool. how I was going to meet them at the shoot and mm -hmm. make them feel loved, make them feel confident, mm -hmm. make them feel capable, mm -hmm. um, make them feel just like they had an awesome hour together with yeah. this random girl. Mm -hmm. And um, I think when you have a great experience, even if you don't absolutely love yourself in every single image, you're able to reflect on it as, mm -hmm. you know, this was an awesome time. Yeah. I, laughed i mm -hmm. i mean i make a fool of myself personally and she's i sometimes i'll listen back to things that i said if there's like video or anything i'm just like oh my goodness that is so embarrassing but that's the joy in it yeah um and that's really fueled how i approach everything now mm -hmm. and um honestly how i get motivation to keep going keep mm -hmm. booking um because the people and mm -hmm. the joy and just loving and serving them in that moment for that hour or like during a wedding day yeah. those eight hours like getting to really pour all of my energy to make them feel the very best that they can yeah. is what god has called yeah. me to mm -hmm. he hasn't necessarily called me to take photos you know like it's an awesome thing that i'm able to do and it's an awesome thing that i'm able to do it for work and mm -hmm. i love it i'm passionate about it um but ultimately he's just called me to love and that can be done in any way and so it's really amazing that i'm able to do that through photo shoots yeah and so that's i honestly forget what the question no was. that was that was so that was beautiful i was like wow that was so beautiful so that so from there so kind of from life retreat yes. you kind of started booking yes. clients and stuff yes that, yeah. so mm -hmm. i started posting on instagram mm -hmm. and it was photos at the beach yeah. so i always like tag mm -hmm. the location and Smart. i think from there um people I don't know. I mean, uh -huh. I've tried so many different like marketing <laughs> techniques or uh -huh. like I've read so much, done so much research yeah. on what like is going to make you get like more clients, clients and yeah. things hit. And because a lot of people are asking that because I think maybe yeah. a lot of y'all are photographers and you're just like wondering or maybe you want to start. And it's like, how do you even get clients? Like, yeah. how do you even grow into a business? So Absolutely. I think that's great that you're talking about that. I think at the beginning, you have to be willing to do things for free yeah you're not gonna make a lot of money off the that's bat fine. that's mm -hmm. just not mm -hmm. how it works yeah and even to this day i enjoy doing things for free because it reminds me of the purpose in it and yeah. that that's not the purpose yeah and um so at the beginning i did a lot of things for free mm -hmm. i kind of like i said i knew 
my husband's family, mm-hmm. they all lived in that area for a long time. So I think the first little shoot I did was with one of his cousins uh-huh. and kind of just doing different things uh-huh. um, in areas where I was living, tagging the location, mm-hmm. doing stuff like that, and sort of just like trying to meet people. Um, I remember the first big shoot that I got, um, it was a family shoot mm-hmm. out at the beach and I got it because I had added myself or like gotten accepted into a Facebook mm-hmm. group uh-huh. for 30A photographers or uh-huh. something. And someone had posted and was like, I um, am not able, like I had the shoot booked and uh-huh. I'm super sick. I'm not able to take it. Is anyone able to take it? Uh-huh. And I was refreshing that thing daily. <laughs> like I had no clients at this point. Uh-huh. And so I'm just like, <sighs> I got it. Like I will be there. I would love to take their family photos. And that was my first ever paid um and it was like paid through the other photographer like it was not even like an ideal situation um but it was amazing to Uh me it was my first and it really i don't know i think it's easy to look at people and photographers on Uh instagram and be like how are they just like getting so like how does everyone want their work how are they getting so many clients and honestly guys like that is not the reality Mm -hmm. social media can make anything look how you want it to be portrayed Uh and obviously when you're growing a business you want to portray that you're shooting a lot of things Uh you're like getting a lot of clients to show your work and your portfolio um that other people can look at in order Uh to book you um but at the beginning it was it was not that way. I did a yeah. lot of stuff for free. Mm-hmm. And when I did finally get my first paying shoot, uh-huh. it was just a random Facebook thing. Uh-huh. And still to this day, I am on Facebook groups, yeah. um, things like that, that you just sort of have to go out of the box yeah. um, for. How do you feel like you're kind of getting found now? Because now you mm-hmm. are, you have so many people trying to book you like genuinely now. Thank you. <laughs> it, nice. it really has grown <laughs> yes. and become this. Like, how do you feel like you're getting like found now? Like, is it like word of mouth or mm-hmm. anything like that? Or I would say word of just mouth Just as is... you grow, people see more pictures and then they, yeah. yeah. Word of mouth is a huge one. Mm-hmm. I think I've gotten a lot of clients that almost like clients slash friends um, from word of mouth because like for instance with life retreat Mm -hmm. I had met some girls there Mm -hmm. and a couple months after I went to Auburn to Mm -hmm. do photos and video for one of the girls fit days yeah like one of our good friends Uh Melissa if you're listening to this Um, and so it is word of mouth is a huge thing yeah Um, and then now that I have grown I guess I'm about a year and a half in Mm -hmm. I do find a lot of clients on social media Mm -hmm. and so social media building your page Mm -hmm. your portfolio essentially is going to lead you know more traffic to your page and so I do find a lot of people um, off Instagram which is awesome the fact that people go on my page and like want to even work with me is just still blows my mind yeah, so all awesome. the time mm-hmm. and um it's so appreciated truly mm-hmm. no matter how many clients i book or yeah. sessions i book weddings i book like i'm mm-hmm. always blown away by the fact that even one person wants to yeah. you know trust me with that honor uh-huh. um but i would say yeah word of mouth and now i know more people too yeah and so once you kind of get picked up uh-huh. connections i mean i know that's like the biggest thing yeah. in any sort of thing is just mm-hmm. like networking meeting people mm-hmm. i'm not like out there just like like grinding. handing out business cards yeah no, i'm really you're not. genuinely trying to meet people yes, too yes, yes. Mm-hmm. and like i was saying earlier the relationship aspect of it is the biggest thing and so i think just meeting people meeting friends and like i've been blown away by the connections that yeah. have been formed just naturally through mm-hmm. 
knowing people and social media is a yeah. big one. And so we talked earlier, which before we even started this, because I just got a camera. So she has been teaching me like literally before this, we went through like a 30 minute crash course on my camera, which was so awesome. And so how did you learn how to do photography for some people or maybe like really just want to learn like me yes. and they're just curious, like how did you learn how to do photography? Um, Cause I know that you fell in love with it. You're doing in grad photos. Like yeah. how did you even know how to pick up a camera and how to shoot manual? Cause yeah. you just taught me that. And I'm like, my mind is blown y'all it's so fun <laughs> you're sweet well i didn't uh-huh i did i mean i didn't know how to shoot manual when i started mm -hmm. when i was doing grad photos uh-huh i look back now <laughs> and i laugh because and that's how any i will say any good creator oh, any yeah. good business any good you look back on your old stuff and yeah. you're the and you do laugh because yeah. if you should you you mm -hmm. should be growing mm -hmm. and so when you look back on things you're like oh man that kind of that kind of it makes me inwardly cringe yes. a little bit and it's like that's okay like yes. i feel like honestly if you don't have that then like are you really growing so yes. i think it's kind of cool what you said yes that's a really good mm -hmm. way to look at it um but back then i just had my camera that i had bought in college or high school or something mm -hmm. and like i said i'd always enjoyed taking photos so i always had a camera mm -hmm. um but i was just shooting off of it was like a Canon Rebel, mm -hmm. which is a great starter camera mm -hmm. for anyone who's just wanting to get into photography. Mm -hmm. um, and I wasn't shooting on manual. Mm -hmm. I, I, don't, I don't think I was shooting automatic, but <laughs> I remember doing something that's probably like so jacked up what I was doing back then. Um, but when I really decided to dive in and go full time with it, I know or I knew that I wanted to learn manual because in order to shoot professionally, mm -hmm. you have to know how to shoot in manual. And like I said, I didn't know anyone. Um, I didn't even just, I didn't get the industry. Uh -huh. Now that I'm in the industry, I know that a normal thing to do, mm -hmm. um, for those listening, if you ever want to learn how to do photography, a lot of photographers um, offer education oh, cool. or like mentorship calls. Mm -hmm. um, and you kind of go over anything you want to know mm -hmm. you sit down I, it's usually you'll like submit a questionnaire mm -hmm. and fill out everything you want to know and then you'll like sit down with a photographer they'll talk you through everything uh -huh. and so i wish yeah I, I didn't even know to do that yeah. back then um and so i went to youtube believe it or not <laughs> i learned awesome. how to shoot manual off youtube mm -hmm. i mean you can find anything on there yeah i learned what gear to get uh -huh. from youtube what we we're saying earlier mm -hmm. i truly like i locked in with it and mm -hmm there were so many photographers who I just like stalked mm -hmm. down to their like oldest stories uh -huh. of the cameras that they use, the uh -huh. equipment, the SD cards, the hard drives, how you even upload photos to a hard drive versus yeah. your computer, what editing software. Like I really went hard mm -hmm. on the Instagram stalking uh -huh. um, to find those things and or on YouTube. And there really is so much out there. Um, if you don't want to pay for something or you can't invest like in a mentorship session with a photographer, yeah. um, there is so much free stuff out there. And um, that's how I learned. And then I'd say from there, just practicing, yeah. learning. Um, it's not easy. Like what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, that'll take me a few times to pick up for sure what you taught me earlier. Yeah, but once you do, it yeah. really, you find your groove with it. You find your style. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's how I got started, YouTube. So you researched and you researched and you researched, which I think is so awesome because you didn't take a class. It wasn't like you had, like you didn't even really know people that would help you. Like you no. really just did this all by yourself. And so for maybe someone who's listening to this, you're like, well, I don't know anyone. It's mm -hmm. like, that's okay, you know, to be able to 
look at the videos and watch the videos on YouTube, but Mm -hmm. also like, don't be afraid like Grayson did to reach out to people, you know, and reach out and see what they're doing. So now you're a photographer and you're doing different things. Like how are you growing yourself? Not necessarily your business, Mm -hmm. but like you as a photographer, like how maybe some of these photographers are like, okay, I'm already, I've already started. I've already Mm -hmm. been doing this for a while. Like I want to learn like how to like grow more as a photographer. Like Mm -hmm. earlier you mentioned that you've been doing videography. Like how have you been growing? I just think it's so cool. Yeah. So kind of even going off what we were saying earlier Mm -hmm. is bringing people in and learning from others in the Mm -hmm. industry is so beneficial. Um, I, later on sort of when I figured out what I was doing, I sort of did it in reverse Mm because when you're first starting out, it's a great opportunity to reach out to photographers, ask to second shoot with them, Mm -hmm. learn from them, like go to a wedding with them, assist them on their wedding day, things like that. Um, And I, for some reason, did it in a different order, which is <laughs> a okay. Um, but once I started kind of working with other photographers and meeting other people and learning from their businesses, their approaches, the things that they use, the systems they use, um, it really opened my eyes to all the different ways that people are doing it in the industry and really helped me grow a lot in not only my business, but my approach, my mindset, um, how I talk to clients, how I like handle an inquiry and streamline that process with them and whatnot. And so learning from others is truly, I mean, it's a game changer. And Mm -hmm. I I wish looking back that I had taken that opportunity earlier on to reach out to other local photographers because there are a lot in my area. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would say now I do. So I was telling Maya earlier, Mm -hmm. I am... I don't know if any of y'all are Enneagram lovers out there. I'm not like a passionate Enneagram person by any means, but I do know my Enneagram. I'm an Enneagram 7. Mm-hmm. It's kind of been controversial. Sometimes I feel like I'm something else. Uh, <laughs> but the Enneagram 7 in me is very like always wanting to do something else, always wanting to learn, mm-hmm. always wanting to like switch it up, be mm-hmm. challenged in a different way. Mm-hmm. And um, with photography, once I kind of found my groove with it, granted, I still have so much to learn. The industry is ever changing and there's always different styles, different techniques and different things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, really wanted to dive into videography. Mm-hmm. And there is such a demand right now for video on social media, on, you know, video and photo go great together. They do. And so mm-hmm. I was like, it makes sense to go mm-hmm. into it. Um, and so I decided to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I already have the gear. I have the equipment. Like there's video settings on my camera. Mm-hmm. I just need to figure out how to do it. And, um, so I've been doing that over the past few months and it's been really, really fun, really challenging. It is a different game than photo. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people sometimes group them together as one, but it is, it's <laughs> a whole different, it challenges <laughs> me a lot. Um, but I got into it, um, because I learned from some really awesome wedding videographers Mm -hmm. and just how you shoot video and manual and settings and stuff like that. And it really has influenced the way that I even take photos Yeah. because video, obviously you're filming for longer. You're like telling more of a story because you're recording like a longer moment. Mm -hmm. So if I give someone a prompt to do something with photo, Uh I'm like, go run over there and hold hands and spin around. Uh Uh-huh there's like different little photos from that but yeah. with video. It's like this one longer clip. Yeah. Um, and so I would say even learning video helped me kind of change my That's approach cool. in how I like prompt my clients with photo too. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of like tell the story of yeah. the pictures in like a more cinematic documentary style way. Mm-hmm. And so That's I feel cool. like it's helped. It helps me 
like learn the other one better yeah in a way and it just keeps me creative and mm -hmm. challenges me and so mm -hmm. that is something i'm enjoying doing right now i actually have a photo and video wedding tomorrow yes so. she does it's gonna go great too <laughs> it should be a good time yes kind of speaking still to those people who are maybe in photography and they've been mm -hmm. in it for a little bit and they are just feeling like they just cannot like catch a break yeah they just feel like they maybe can't slow down or just whatever it is mm -hmm. like they are just having a hard time i know when you have a business mm -hmm. and it is all on you it can be so hard to like let yourself have a moment or like let yourself slow down mm -hmm. so how do you like amidst all the like there's when you have a small business it's kind of like you know when you're in college or when you're in high school like there's always something you could be doing you know yeah. you could always be editing photos for me i could always be packaging orders i could always yeah. be working on the next reel on the next whatever so like how do you kind of find that like slower moment that time to like slow down and like let yourself have that slow moment oh girl <laughs> it's hard it's taken i'm still learning uh -huh. um i was just talking with jacob about this yesterday uh -huh. um because it is like you said it when it is your business and there is no clocking in clocking out yeah you could do it all day you even can. if you don't have like a ton of clients mm -hmm. i remember at the beginning i used to be see photographers on Instagram and get discouraged by mm -hmm. that because I'm like how do they have so much work that they like never mm -hmm. want to take a break yeah but even if you don't have a ton of stuff to edit like I my mind mm -hmm. is always just like I could be you know fixing my website to yeah. make it easier for people when they inquire mm -hmm. I could be you know like posting more mm -hmm. posting from an old session and like marketing myself better I could be yeah. on my stories like I could there's so many things that I could be doing yeah and it's I mean, it's so hard yeah. to kind of separate that, mm -hmm. but truly you have to. Yeah. Like it will burn you out. It'll discourage you. Mm -hmm. I find that I feel the most discouragement in my business or just like, oh, I'm not getting anywhere mm -hmm. like, or, or even just like, oh, I'm like, I didn't do very good on these photos. Like mm -hmm. I really... I'm worried about if the client's gonna like it and yeah. all of those are lies yeah honestly and mm -hmm. it's because i don't allow myself time to step away from it yeah. and like rest yeah and regain energy and like sometimes you just gotta step away you have to feel yourself back up yeah like it's literally like your car you have a tank that yeah. can only go so far you need sleep you need yeah. conversations with friends with your husband you oh, know yeah. like different things like you need to be refueled yeah for sure. yeah so i think i i did realize that and um early on i tried to make that a priority it was easier back then because mm -hmm. there wasn't as much demand mm -hmm. um work-wise and now there is i am busier uh -huh. um but i do every day when my husband gets home i like try to put my computer away spend mm -hmm. some intentional time with him make dinner things yeah. like that if you're not married like mm -hmm. even just setting your computer your work down to cook yeah to invite friends over to mm -hmm. call a friend i'll like call my mom yeah. i'll you know, I really have to be intentional about it because if I don't, mm -hmm. then I'll find myself in this spiral of just, yeah, you go crazy yeah. when you're looking at a computer for that long. Yeah. Um, and so I would say I try to time it out like a normal work day. Mm -hmm. um, when I was in school, all my classes were online. Mm -hmm. Probably a lot of people can relate to that. Uh -huh. And so I used to try to have a routine of like, oh, like I'm going to class mm -hmm. so i would go somewhere mm -hmm. even if it was just like the library or a coffee shop and yeah. i would do my class online but i would try to plan it out like an actual school day as yeah. if i was going somewhere and so that's the same approach that i try to take with work sometimes if i am behind and i have to stay up late or get a gallery out yeah 
I have to. Yeah. You know, sometimes uh, you have to. Um, but making it a but priority. Not making it a habit. Yes. Yes. That's mm-hmm. so good. Not yeah. making it a habit and knowing that you have the power. Yeah. Like I think sometimes it's easy as business owners to just be like, oh, like uh-huh. everything's gonna crash. Yeah. But like no, no it's, it's not- gonna be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really is. And I think that's something that needs to be more talked about yeah. and more normalized because hustle culture and every like I I'm all for working hard. Yeah. I think, you know, God tells us to work hard at whatever we do. Yeah. Like we it feels good to work. Yeah. Um you feel I don't know, it's good mm-hmm. to work hard at whatever, working out, yeah. like eating healthy. I love all that stuff, but I think at a certain point it's like that doesn't have to be where your whole life is. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. you have to rest, you mm-hmm. have to enjoy time with people you love, chill out, watch TV. Yeah. I think a big thing for me that if you're a photographer and you're listening to this, you can relate to is mm-hmm. I, for like the past year, mm-hmm. if I was watching TV, mm-hmm. I was editing at the yeah. same time. Like, I'm like, oh, I can have my computer on my lap while I do this. Like, uh-huh. it's restful. It's easy for me. Yeah. And then by the end of the night when I'm ready to go to bed, I'm like, <sighs> so angst. Yeah. And I'm like, it's because I, I was like telling myself that I was relaxing, but mm-hmm. in reality, I was still working. And yeah. so I think making those clear hours and another big thing is maybe and I'm I'm telling myself this mm-hmm. um but maybe just like putting down your phone or like setting limits on emails yeah um sometimes I do I mean I do give out my cell phone just mm-hmm. because it is easier to text and I know it's easier for people mm-hmm. um sometimes if they're like already booked with me and so sometimes like if I see a text from a client at like 10 p.m., mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my goodness, I have to reply. I have yeah. to go do what they're asking me to do. I mm-hmm. have, you know? And I think just the only way to avoid that is putting your phone away and like really just forcing yourself. Yeah, that is so true. That is something I found, especially since I'm, we're, so we're moved to Tampa. It's just Chance and I, my family's not all around. I have some awesome friends, but working here is so different. Mm-hmm. And I definitely wish I would have done a better job of this in college too, because in college when we had the store, I just worked from, I would work, I would go in mm-hmm. at like 7am and I wouldn't leave to like nine o'clock at night. And it's like, our shop Girl. wasn't really in like the most safe place. And it's honestly kind of dangerous. I like put myself honestly, like genuinely, if you talk to my family and any of my friends who have seen that shop, like they're like, that is so dangerous that like, it was great during the day, but at night it's just not the same area. And I put myself and a lot of people are like, Oh, seven to nine. Like they hear that. And like, that's awesome. Like, like grind, grind, hustle. And it's like, yes, like there were some times and there were some nights where I needed to be, but then there were some nights where things could have waited till tomorrow. And that's the thing that I've realized is like, sometimes like you do have to know like when to stop for the day. Like, for example, like I'll be working and it's like seven o'clock and Chance like, I'm kind of getting hungry. Like I want to like do dinner. And I'm like, no, like I need to get this done. It's like, but in reality it could wait till the next day. And my time with my husband or my time, like going to hang out with my friends and going to coffee in the morning Mm -hmm. is like, it it genuinely is like important, you know? And so I think that's something that I've really learned is like, I try, I've, I've as well been trying to like schedule out my days, like a normal, like eight to five, you know? And if things go over, they go over a little bit, but it just helps you not feel so burnt out and not lose that motivation. And it also gets things done a lot more efficiently. If you don't have like any sort of like premise as like how long you could be working or like any idea of what you're going to go throughout the day. Like I try and always like plan my weeks ahead, but Mm -hmm. then I also try to plan like 
whenever the, the night before, yeah. like look at what I really need to get done and like things can evolve and change. Yeah. But I just think that it's so important because if you don't do those things, then you miss out on valuable times with friends, with family, yeah. with yourself. Like I had so much fun last night getting to talk on the couch just with chance. And I remember there'd be times where when I live with Isla, like I would actually enjoy just getting to spend time with Isla mm-hmm. or my friends or my dad or whatever it was because I had like scheduled out my time. And yeah. I think that that's so important because your business can become your whole life. Yeah. Like they, when they say that, like, I never understood honestly, when like people said things like workaholic and like all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff, I never understood it. And I just was like, well, what's so bad about that? Like you're working, like you're getting stuff done. Like, yeah. why is that so bad? And it's, you know, you see it in the movies where the people around you start to feel left out and they start to feel like you don't care about them. Mm-hmm. And they start to feel like you're so disassociated. And I'm like, wow, like, I was kind of getting to a point like that. And when you have your own business, it's really easy to, and I think you have to set parameters. And if you know that, for example, like with photography, there's really busy months, like with retail, Christmas, like, you know, like super busy months. So like preparing your friends and family and being like, hey, like this is my busy season right now. Like afterwards, like we'll be good, but like I am just really busy right now, you know? And so I think that's important. It's just like when you can kind of look ahead and kind of, do those things, I think you can really prepare yourself and mm-hmm. also prepare your family and your friends around you. That's really but, good. So for one of the last kind of questions I have, and I'm so excited about this because so it was so cool. So many of y'all were asking so many questions and I don't know if you're photographers or whatever it is, but about like just like different kinds of equipment. And one of my favorite questions that y'all asked was, what tools have helped you in your craft? So like what equipment, what things have just kind of helped you in your craft? You said you watch a lot of YouTube videos and I would just love to hear, and I know so many people would love to hear like, what are some things that you're like, this you need or like whatever it is? Absolutely. Let's get into it. <laughs> I love this question. I'm excited to hear it. <laughs> My photographer self is coming out and she's taking off. You want a second shoot with me? Tomorrow? Yes, I will. I'm, I actually really look at the wedding videos because I'm about to be I'm about to be doing them. With her. It's gonna be by my May. Like a laugh. Okay, we need to read it in. Um, but really, I'm gonna say this and then I'm gonna get to the question. Yes. it really is so fun and kind of what you're saying with timing things out, my schedule is weird because mm-hmm. I work on the weekends most of the time. Yeah, weddings, events, most things. And even just like sessions that people want to do are usually on the weekends because people work normal hours Monday Uh through Friday. And so figuring out how to balance that and like help people understand that because most of my, if my friends who don't have that schedule, which most people don't, don't really understand that that's like my main work day. Uh It's just, it's, it's a lot to figure out. But something, this is actually funny, one of my good friends Mm -hmm. um, that I've known since high school Uh um, is actually coming tomorrow to my wedding to help just assist me through the day. She's not a photographer. She um, works a normal job, an awesome Uh job. Uh Um, But she's just coming to hang out with me Uh and to assist me and she's interested in it and she just wants to learn and hang out. So I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. Like it's gonna be so fun Mm -hmm. for me personally um and helpful to have yeah. an extra pair of hands um but wait I love that you said that too because even I have a friend who like we both are like working from home uh-huh. and we were talking about because like next week and we we're like you know like why don't you just like come and you work with like with yeah. me like we don't have to do the same things but like at least just like inviting people into your work yeah. is like 
I know if you do work from home or you have your own business, like sometimes you can get lonely, like Chance has gone to baseball all day. Oh, like, yeah. you know, some people, I mean, loneliness is a real thing that people experience that and you might be really busy and it's not like you'll have to talk to each other the whole mm-hmm. time. And hopefully you won't because I know you need to get work done, but yeah. you could invite them over to come and just be like, Hey, if you want to come sit and like, we can both sit at the counter and do our stuff or we can come, oh, yeah. we can both sit at a coffee shop and you do that really well. You, I've watched you, I'll be at a coffee shop. And she's sitting there working and she's sitting there working with a friend. And I'm like, that's so awesome. Like I would not have even thought to like invite somebody while I was like working. And I think that's something that you do very well because if you you do have a lot of things, it's like, no, I do have to work, but Mm -hmm. I'm at least going to invite someone to come and sit with me and maybe we'll talk just for a second during our lunch break. Well, I think I have to do it. It's like an accountability thing, Uh honestly, because like you said, when you work from home and you work alone Uh for your business, it's just it's just hard yeah. to be alone and to mm-hmm. be motivated and whatnot. So going to a coffee shop and meeting up, mm-hmm. even if you don't work together, but just doing things separately helps me account of even just like bouncing creative ideas off of each other yeah. randomly when we have a break in what yeah. we're doing. And it just like refuels me to kind That's of good. get excited and keep going. Um, so anyways, I'm sorry. I'm the biggest question detour. No, it's okay. We um, like it. What are the tools that help me in my business? Uh-huh. There are so many. Mm. I um so I'll kind of just break it down. When I got started, something that I researched a lot, it's just like the little things that you have to put in place that you don't even think about. Mm-hmm. So for instance, I was like, I know I've been taking photos off my little camera forever, but I just Wi-Fi drop them to mm-hmm. my phone mm-hmm. and then I edit them off my apps on my phone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I know you can't do that because when you're shooting off a professional camera and you're shooting raw images, the file sizes are huge. Mm-hmm. Like it's just doesn't seem like a good thing. Yeah. And so, but I didn't even know where to begin mm-hmm. with learning all of that. Mm-hmm. And so um, somehow, I figured it out. Podcast, YouTube, (laughs) I've somehow found it out. But I first I bought a adapter, Mm -hmm. like a USB-C cord that plugs into my SD cards. Mm -hmm. And that was a big thing. And then I also looked into some hard drives Mm -hmm. because I think something when you're starting out that you don't realize is you're not putting the files onto your computer you're putting them onto a hard drive that's uh-huh. plugged into your computer because if i was just uploading all those files to my computer my computer would explode especially yeah. with video uh-huh. um and so finding a hard drive mm-hmm. i have a few that i could recommend that mm-hmm. i love um and then kind of as far as systems go i use lightroom classic mm-hmm. that's my holy grail for editing mm-hmm. i really don't use anything else i do sometimes if it's like something's in the way i do my best in a shoot to not get any distracting elements in the photo Uh um but if there is or there's just you know something you can't avoid i'll Mm -hmm. take it into photoshop Uh and so i think i pay for the adobe lightroom suite i don't have all of them but Mm -hmm. i have photoshop lightroom classic Mm -hmm. um and there is a difference i will say between just lightroom mobile and lightroom classic Mm -hmm. that was something that like tripped me up at the beginning because i had had lightroom mobile on my phone and I was like oh wait this isn't what photographers are editing off Mm -hmm. of they're editing off of classic and classic has a lot of just like way more in-depth features and stuff Mm -hmm. just things you wouldn't know yeah um so that's what I edit off of usually a process after a shoot I'll bring everything home unplug or Mm -hmm. like take my SD card out of my camera plug it into my little adapter Mm -hmm. um, put everything into a file and then drop it into my hard drive Mm -hmm. Um, I use an app called 
narrative select mm-hmm. that helps you. So there's this process called culling mm-hmm. after a photo shoot because I personally am an overshooter. I take mm-hmm. way too many photos within a shoot and usually only about like half of them are good. Yeah. They're like in focus or they're like portraying what I wanted them to portray. Mm-hmm. Their eyes are open, things like mm-hmm. that. And so the culling process, you go through every single photo and you just like select the ones that you want to edit. Uh-huh. And it really helps to have a software that helps you do that. So like narrative select, mm-hmm. um, it shows you if they're like, it says if their eyes are open, it says mm-hmm. if the photo's in focus, it, it's super helpful. Wow. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I know. Software. I yeah. should show it to you yeah. sometime. You would love it. That's so cool. Um, but I, at our last photo shoot, we had like 1200 photos or oh, something yeah. that I had taken and I was like going through them and I'm like, you're like, where do you even begin? <laughs> yeah. Where do you Cause even you're begin? not going to edit all of those. No, yeah. And so, yeah, that helps me a lot. Just cut down and the culling process. I mean, that's half of the editing process, yeah. just selecting the photos that you're going to ship into Lightroom to mm-hmm. edit. Um, and so that's a super awesome feature. I use that, um, from there I'll ship it into Lightroom. I'll start how I found kind of like my editing style and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I think a great thing to do when you're starting out is to invest in some like photographers presets. Uh-huh. A lot of photographers, like the big dogs uh-huh. make, <laughs> <laughs> they like make presets uh-huh. and they sell them. Um, <laughs> Sorry, big dogs made me laugh. I know it was so uncalled for. No, it was great. Oh, it, was great. it like just really, it, like just it spoke your personality. It rolled, it rolled off the tongue. Um, okay, anyways, um, so I think I started out. I had bought someone's presets mm-hmm. and just kind of like messed with them on my own photos, and then from there, sort of built my own. And so now mm-hmm. I do have a few that I just have set on my computer and mm-hmm. sometimes I get people asking if mm-hmm. I will sell my presets and I would yeah. love to do that someday yeah you should. but there is just so much that goes into that whole process yeah. um but that's a great way to get started just kind of feel out what mm-hmm. you like find what you like it takes time to find your style I look mm-hmm. back at even a year ago even six months ago and mm-hmm. I'm like huh mm-hmm. not that I'm like oh that was so bad but it's mm-hmm. just things evolve and things yeah. change and times change too where yeah. different trends are more in and you have to, you know, kind of maybe more clients want that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of how I edit. And then when I'm ready to deliver a gallery, I use a platform called PickTime mm-hmm. and it's super cool. It's like its own website. I will send my clients a link to their gallery. You can name it. You can put a cover photo it's cool. and um, that's where they're able to download their like high resolution files mm-hmm. and just their full gallery. Um, Cause that's another thing. It's like when I was doing it in college, no shame in the game, but like yeah. as a little side hustle, I was just like Google driving. Yeah. And like I said, like when yeah. you're getting started, that mm-hmm. works. Yeah. Um, but there are some really awesome platforms out there to help you kind of like level up and streamline your mm-hmm. business. And so that is what I use. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as gear goes, mm-hmm. you want me to go into that? If you would. Yeah, yeah I go can. For a second, yeah. Um, I shoot on a Canon R5. Mm-hmm. I recently just got this camera. Mm-hmm. Um, my first professional camera was a Canon 5D Mark IV. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a DSLR. These are going to be a lot of words if you don't yes. know photos. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but that was a DSLR camera, and the industry was kind of shifting more towards mirrorless mm-hmm. um, a few months after I had invested in that camera. And so, and I don't think you have, you really don't have to have like the latest and greatest mm-hmm. things. You really don't. Um, but I had made enough money and I knew that I wanted to level up kind mm-hmm. of my processes and the quality of my work. And so, um, I invested in a mirrorless camera, which mm-hmm. is the Canon R5. 
And um, it's an awesome camera. It's definitely an investment. It's not, I yeah. wouldn't say it's <laughs> a beginner. Um, uh-huh. And it's taken me some time to be able to get to a place where I can invest in a camera yeah. like that. Uh, so mm-hmm. Canon has, I mean, they're a huge company. Mm-hmm. They have all different sorts of business, yeah. or not business, all different sorts of models uh-huh. and cameras. And they make printers, like uh-huh. they do everything. Um, but my first camera I started off on in college was a Canon Rebel, Rebel. Okay. and it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say a big thing if you have like a Rebel and mm-hmm. you're wanting to kind of level up for a more like portrait photography and just like level up your work a little bit is investing in a 50 millimeter lens. That's good. Um, that's this like such good advice. Seriously, thank you. Oh thank my you so goodness, much. Mm-hmm. of course. Um, that is like an awesome and it's super, you know, affordable. I mm-hmm. think you can get it at Best Buy for like $150, mm-hmm. which I mean, is still a lot of money, but mm-hmm. um, that will help you. That'll kind of just like change the whole look of your photos, a prime yeah. lens like that, a 50 millimeter, um, because kind of how it works with photography. And I was telling you about this earlier, mm-hmm. but there's um, the three main settings. So it's shutter speed, f-stop, and um, ISO, Mm -hmm. and those are like the pillars of manual shooting and photography. And um, what a 50 millimeter lens has the power, I guess, to do is bring the f-stop super, super small to create that blurry background Mm -hmm. in your photos where it's just like focused in on the subject and the background is blurry. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of like kit lenses, so for instance, the lens that comes with the a Canon Rebel um, has a lot higher of an f-stop, mm-hmm. like a larger number that doesn't have that same sort of effect um, in that like portrait look. Mm-hmm. Um, and so investing in a good just 50 millimeter lens is a great starting point and is a great way just to learn kind of your style mm-hmm. and what you like. And then from there, um, I mean, there are so many Mm-hmm. So many out there. Um, but right now my go-to, I shoot on a Canon 28 to 70 mm-hmm. um, 2.0 lens. And that's like my favorite ever. That is awesome. Lens. Thank you so much. Like, oh seriously, goodness, I know that so many people are like, honestly, just going to go research everything you just said. <laughs> and are probably just so excited that somebody's like actually helping them and actually talking about it. So genuinely, thank you oh so goodness. much. For I love sharing. I love it. it. And I would love to. Seriously, if you're listening to this and you want to learn more about photography. I know Mm -hmm. I just like blurted out so many words that probably sound like gibberish. Um, But, and I did not know any of this when Mm -hmm. I started. Like this is over almost two years of learning. Uh Um, But if you want to know more about anything photography wise, education wise, I would absolutely love to help. You can message me. You can anything like that. Um, and I'd love to help because it takes a village, you it know, does. we got to help each other out. It really does. So that's kind of leads me to our last question. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think we could sit here and talk about it all day because it really is so <laughs> awesome. Such a fascinating topic, but I would like to know what, and I'm sure everybody else would too, like, what is like the one thing that you like, you would like to tell somebody who's maybe starting their own small business, photography business, like what's just like your last word on like all of this in general? I would say, I mean, this is kind of a basic one, Mm -hmm. but don't let fear hold you back Mm -hmm. and don't pour your whole identity into your job or what you want your job to be or what you want it to look like. Mm -hmm. Um, I think fear, I mean, has the power to completely stop you from doing anything that you want to do. It set me back for a while. It's still, I mean, there's still Mm -hmm. things that I like want to venture out into that I'm like, oh, I just can't. Yeah. Like, why would I do that? Yeah. And um, we just can't let it have that power because 
that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finding your whole identity in like what you do in your job is so easy once you kind of get it going. And once you get there and like the momentum is up and the excitement and it's mm-hmm. awesome and you love what you're doing. And yeah. um, that's an amazing gift. Mm-hmm. Like my business, my job, all of it is a gift, yeah. truly. Um, and I think you kind of have to, I know we've talked about this, mm-hmm. um, but looking at it sort of just as a gift and looking at it as it's God's, mm-hmm. it's not mine at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I think I've struggled with kind of figuring out the right business decisions and mm-hmm. things to take and, you know, you lose money in the process. Yeah. And in order to be okay with that, you yeah. have to know that it's ultimately not yours it's so and um, surrendering that. And I mean, it might sound like, dramatic but mm-hmm. it's honestly that's yeah. the only way that i have been able to maintain any sort of balance or seen any sort of worldly success mm-hmm. um any success in any way mm-hmm. um like can we just do this for i know i feel like we can, i feel like we can literally sit like yeah, like, even just the headphones, all of it, I just am in love with this whole setting. I really feel like we could. Um, <laughs> Dude, keep going. Okay, keep back. Going. Yeah, you made me think of one more other okay, thing. Okay, yeah, that go I ahead. To say. Yeah. Um, but just hand in hand with surrendering it to Christ, just like laughing at yourself is not so serious. Yeah. It's not so end of the world. Like it, and I get it. Like it's valid to feel like it is sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that probably way too often. Mm-hmm. Even sometimes I look back on like what I said in an email or like mm-hmm. I sit off a gallery and I'm like, oh, like yeah. there's some photos on here that I really, really hope they like. Yeah. Which I mean, most of that is just fear in my yeah. head. But it's just like, it's not, it's not so serious. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Yeah. It's like, we're able to do this. It's a joy. Laugh yeah. at yourself. I think that I have like coined myself as being like the non-awkwardness like doesn't exist. Uh Um, And I will always say that to a client during a photo shoot. I'm Mm -hmm. like, if you feel awkward, like just let it go. Like I am so weird. Yeah. I am awkward. So (laughs) I think I'm trying to use reverse psychology on myself because sometimes I'll like say things and I'm like, oh, I know that I made that uncomfortable. But if you just laugh at it and you get through it, Uh like truly that changes the game. That changes, like that wipes away the fear of posting, of what you want to do, of all those things. Like just, it's not so serious. Yeah, it's not. Enjoy it. And things are going to happen like randomly, whether it's on accident or whether it's on purpose, that you accidentally embarrass yourself. Like it's going to happen when you're doing something, whenever you're in charge of something, whenever, just at any point, or if you're heading social media or whatever it is, like, like I literally op- uploaded a podcast that was unedited whenever I was with Grayson and <laughs> it was up for three hours. And then finally someone messaged me and told me, I mean, you know how embarrassing that is for y'all to hear like me be like, oh, I don't really like that. Or like, like that was embarrassing, yeah. you know? And like, was I, did I want to crawl in a hole? I did. But yes. you know what? It's like now I look at it and I laugh. Like, yeah. so I think just giving yourself, like, it's not like I just wanted to, like, I feel like sometimes like that would happen and people would literally be like, I'm stopping everything I'm doing. I'm never embarrassing because yeah. we're so afraid to be embarrassed. Yeah. But if we actually admitted that we had embarrassing and awkward moments more, yeah. maybe we'd be more okay with it. Absolutely. You know? And it just creates a sense like you feel more like a friend yeah. when mm-hmm. you can laugh at yourself. And I think like with social media and mm-hmm. I'm kind of getting on a tangent, but yeah. it almost creates, you know, these like big celebrities almost yeah. like you look at someone every day that you don't know yeah. and you look at their feed and what they post and you're so like, true. I know this person. Like I love this person. Yeah. I would love to meet this person. Yeah. When in reality, we're literally just two embarrassing, weird girls <laughs> with headphones, with headphones <laughs> sitting at our kitchen counter yeah. talking. So. And I think that just, 
it's such a it's so freeing yeah it it's really so freeing is. and it creates so much more room for relationships for friendships yeah. for authenticity yeah um and all sorts of things not yeah. just business not just photography um it's just better that way it truly. is it is truly better in this together truly but that's a great way to end it we love you guys thank you so much thank you grayson thank you gray for thank just you, coming on and just being so honest and just telling us just everything in your journey with this. And we're just so thankful and expectant to see what the God's going to do through it. And so if y'all have any questions, please reach out to her. She's awesome. And we love y'all and we hope this encouraged you and just got you a little bit more excited about maybe the passions or the purposes that are on your heart. We love y'all. Bye. Bye.